Many years ago, a girl I used to hang out with was moving into those apartments on Market Street, those long brick ones across the street from the new Whole Foods. And with the promise of pizza to be served, I and my friends came and helped her unload her U-Haul truck with all her worldly possessions into a second-floor apartment. And as we were wrangling some large piece of furniture, I heard her in the kitchen go, Huh! So desiring a break anyway, I went into the kitchen and I said, What was your ha about? And she held up a letter. She said, This was taped inside the cupboard. It was left by the former tenants, a young couple. And the letter explained how much they really liked the apartment there and they hoped whoever moved into it would enjoy it as much as they did. They were Christian missionaries and they would go and stay in a location as long as they could find somebody to fund them. And when the funding dried up, they would consider that a sign from God to move on to the next place. And they wished her blessings. I remember thinking, and actually I still think, wow, that's gutsy. That's trust in God. The gospel today, Jesus is imploring us, don't worry about food. Don't worry about what you're going to drink. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. God knows what you need and he will take care of you. Does that really mean not to be concerned at all about saving money for a rainy day? Not having a job, trusting that people will put you up like that couple did. To put your mind at ease, that's what most of us are not called to. There are a few of us that are very serious Franciscans who take a vow of poverty, perhaps, It seems that he commends, however, the animals for not doing much about the future. But they do. God provides for them to be able to do so. The squirrels take the nuts from all of our oak trees and bury them everywhere. And when the weather gets bad, we see them all over the place, digging up their little acorns. Birds build nests. Bears find a den and build up fat for the winter. Elks migrate. So they do prepare for the future, and it is ours to reasonably prepare for the future also, and God provides. We prepare. But what we do that the animals don't do is worry, worry, worry in spades. We play the what-if game. What if I didn't? What if they all? What if this happens? And it seems like it's almost always the negative. You know, what if it goes right? Or what if things go better than all right? Or what if they don't go all right, but we'll be able to handle it when it gets there? My spiritual director in seminary once said, you know, when we worry, we're not afraid of the unknown. You can't be afraid of the unknown. You don't know what it is. What we're afraid of is leaving the known And it's true. At the same time, when I was a seminarian, I took a trip with Catholic Relief Services to Zimbabwe uh, with other seminarians. uh, And it was my first time off the continent. And I thought, while I'm overseas, when I'm done in Africa, I'm going to travel around Europe a little bit. And the first part of that journey, I would be by myself. And then I would 
meet up with some of the other seminarians later. So first time overseas, traveling by myself. And I decided I'm going to go see family in Slovenia. And so I'm on the plane there to Ljubljana, the capital, right? And I start thinking about all the things that could go wrong. What if my family doesn't show up to pick me up? What if I don't like them? <laughs> what if I'm stuck there and I can't figure out what to do? What if my luggage isn't there? And the list goes on and on and on and on and on. And it was ruining the plane trip. It was ruining the adventure of it and of certainly keeping me from sleeping. And this is exactly what God wants to protect you from. It doesn't do any good. If you get to whatever you're worried about and everything turns out relatively well, then you have just wasted an entire day of living, of being in the moment, worrying about something that never took place anyway. And even if you did worry about it and something goes wrong, chances are you worried about the wrong thing. But we're afraid of leaving the known. My things, my schedule, my place, my people, my language, my system... And we don't even know what to be afraid of except what we make up. So we worry and we worry and we worry. And that means living, missing out on living right now. And God does not want that for you. A lawyer uh, stopped me after Mass yesterday. I gave this mass, uh, this homily yesterday for Mass when we had all of our confirmandi here. He says, Father, you need to get all the lawyers in town together and give this, mass, or give this homily to them. Because that's all we do. We do nothing but prepare for worst case scenario, worst case scenario, worst case scenario. And it gets into your life and he says, that's no way to live. We are not happy. Now the reverse, I am not saying that either. It's not to live by the seat of your plant, the pants. It is good to plan. When I was on that plane, it suddenly occurred to me that I didn't want to live like this, worrying and spoiling my trip. So I decided, all right, let's just decide what the worst case scenario is. The worst case scenario is I get there, I don't know where to go, my family's there, and my luggage is lost. What can I do? I'm going to find a hotel room, I'm going to enjoy the evening, I'm going to have a great breakfast in the morning, and then I will decide what to do. At that point, I was able to fall asleep and enjoy the rest of the plane ride. Now, I know in many cases, especially based on your own particular temperament, this is far easier said than done. And even Jesus had his agony in the garden. But as a general mindset, set, plan when you can, trust in God, and then really live in the moment. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as the pathway to peace, taking as he did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will, that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever in the next. God watches over us. But let's take one more case, a worst-case scenario. My name is Colby. I am a Franciscan friar in German-occupied Poland during World War II. I promote, I'm known for promoting veneration to the Blessed Virgin Mary. I ran a monastery and a radio station, as well as a couple of publications. 
I was taken into custody and thrown into a Nazi concentration camp. Continuing to act as a priest, I was subjected to violent harassment, including beatings and lashings. And at the end of July 1941, three prisoners disappeared from the camp, prompting the deputy camp commander to pick ten men to be starved to death in an underground bunker to deter further escape attempts. When one of the selected men cried out, My wife! My children! I volunteered to take his place. Now, according to an eyewitness and assistant janitor at the time, in his prison cell, Colby led the other prisoners in a prayer to Our Lady. After two weeks of dehydration and starvation, only Colby remained alive. The guards wanted the bunker emptied, so they gave Colby a lethal injection of carbolic acid. Colby is said to have raised his left arm calmly and waited the lethal injection. Would we also say to St. Maximilian Colby, don't worry, God will take care of you. I would find it difficult not to worry in this situation. In fact, I would probably be panicking. But, what, but would the advice, advice remain the same? If Maximilian Kolbe worried and was screaming out instead of praying and leading others during prayer at this time, how would things be different? Would they not be just worse? We know in the end God wins and that there is nothing that can be taken from you that he cannot give back to you in spades. His judgments are not always when we want them, but they do win out in the end. Colby suffers no more, and it's not because he doesn't exist. It's because he now fully exists. Christ has overcome his tormentors, and the eternal fallout, the divine recompense, is permanent and forever. To not worry, which is what God wants for you, does this. It alone can make you satisfied with your lot in life. And if you are satisfied, you are the wealthiest person in the world as it takes away the power of others to control you. If you are free, you are the most powerful person in the world. As it brings you closer to God, it forms you into a closer share into his ultimate victory.